The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Football, horse racing, burgers, beer, and so much more. Have a winning weekend at newly remodeled Club Hawthorne Betting Bars featuring cash betting at PointsBet Sportsbooks. Find a location near you at hawthornbettingbars.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER to get help. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Someone now took the uh, picture of Waddle, of Uncle T. Uh, me and Jim Harbaugh, and they have uh, photoshopped uh, Connor Stallions in there. Trying to get kind of trying to get this relationship. To, uh, you just to said he doesn't follow us. I asked you about that. Well, I don't know that. My guess would be no. What's wrong with you people? Happy Friday to everyone. You've made it to your weekend. Uh, we've got uh, Bears uh, coverage all weekend long. And our Sunday, we'll start with Meller's Fantasy Football Show at 7 o'clock. Then Black and Abdallah have your Bears pregame show at 8 in the morning. Uh, Dion, Lance, and me at 10 a.m. with the network pregame show. And then at noon, we've got kick between the Bears and the Lions. Let's get a... Uh, look at the NFL and all of college football with Doug Kazarian, who joins us live today. Yes. He's brought to you by your Chicagoland Toyota Dealer Association. Toyota, let's go places. Of course, Doug is the host of Wager Watch. It's his brand new show, and you can find it on OnlyPlayers.com. It is awesome, so check it out today. Doug joining us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. What's going on, Doug? Good to be with you guys. It is uh, great to hear from you. Before we get started with the lines like we normally do, uh, Carmen DeFalco, who who is very big into uh, gambling and in, in this very world, good like at you, it as yeah, well. very good at it as well. Uh, he was very adamant that stuff that happened last night with the Bengals cannot happen in this new world of embracing gambling. With the NFL, do you feel the exact same way? And do you feel that a large penalty should be handed down to the Bengals? Well, the NFL, even pre-legalization, has always been extremely strict with information like this because they know whether they wanted to admit it at, at all over the years is that a large reason for their popularity is betting. And they wanted all information tracked. Otherwise, it's ridiculous, right? There'd be no other reason otherwise. So they take this stuff seriously, and the last thing they want is any funny business in the betting world or their league just to not have kind of like things on the up and up. In terms of that, I, I'm with you. I, I just and I'll, I'll ask Waddle this: when 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 players know about injuries, like like would if players rushing Burrow knew about the wrist injury on the injury report, would they try? things at the bottom of a pile after a sack or a fumble yes. things along those lines. Yes. I, 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 I mean, think that's the plausible deniability. Yeah. I think that's the it. So you think that that actually would serve as a good explanation as to why the Bengals, but like, 
Wow, that, that 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 then I think everyone would be using that explanation if that was was acceptable. Well, it's not acceptable. It's against the rule. Right. And you guys were just laughing about hardball. I mean, there's I think the Bengals were willingly breaking a rule. Right. Because I think of that sort of protection. What type of penalty do you think would be wow. acceptable for something like that or maybe uh, that you're expecting? It's going to be a fine if it, if it, if they investigate and they find something. First time offense is always going to be a fine. Things along those lines, um, but you know he was slinging the ball pretty well, all things considered. So, what should have been on the injury report? Probable wrist. You know, like it wasn't like he was throwing left handed once the game started and couldn't throw deep or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah, you don't sound as passionate. Or, or is troubled by this as some others today? Well, that's a, that's a fair point. It's a good observation. That's accurate. I, I, I guess I need more info. Like, did he re-injure it during the game and that's what led to it? Or was it an aggravated situation because of usage? And if I found out more information that all week he wasn't throwing at all during practice, then that would be bad. I'm of the belief that there was something wrong. Clearly, there was something wrong. And something happened during the game that escalated it to to the point where he had to go back to the locker room. But if something I, my, if, if something was wrong, then it. I mean, in today's NFL, that has to be listed on the injury report, doesn't it? Of course, yeah. but aren't guys always banged up and things like that? If he was limited at practice, then that's a violation; should be a fine. But if he wasn't limited at practice for anything, and he just had like a nagging issue. Then I'm okay with it not being on the injury report. I would say all of these coaches just take the Bill Belichick approach and 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 like list your guy as, as every, every week. Brady like Tom was Brady was on week, the injury yeah. list every week for hmm. 15 years, and they get you out of trouble. At the Chiefs, that's true. <laughs> Listen, there's Remarkable. a little hanky. Pay, a little you're hanky. right. That should be the approach. Yeah. Um. All right. So from there, let's go to the Bears. What what has been the reason why the Bears game has been such a big mover? It's I think it, it peaked at about ten and a half, where the Bears were a dog against the Lions, and we all knew that Fields would basically go, and it is now at seven and a half. Why a three point move this week? Well, it's it's a little bit. So some it's it's very important to remember that the opening line has very much smaller limits in terms of a max bet than it does come Sunday out, some, that Sunday before kickoff. So they'll put numbers out there blindly based on power ratings and things along those lines. And it's your point. It is because of the field news encouraging, but also just professional money buying, you know, take grabbing the points with the Bears. I mean, the Lions are off a big win. I mean, that's an emotional big win to go on the road. And now you're coming back against a team that probably doesn't excite you that much. So, Feels like the right number, and Jared Goff has covered 11 straight games against the NFC North. So he's on a roll here within the division, but not that that factors into the odds making, but I think it's the field's news, and then sharp money came in. But we see lines move. I mean, offshore, which is typically a really tight market, the Dolphins opened 9.5 minus 120, and they're now 13.5. Which way would you lean in this game, Doug? I would lean to the underdog here. I think it's a tough spot for the Lions, just emotionally, to get up for that kind of game. I think their defense is really leaky on the back end. And 
I think the Bears can put up some points. So I, I think I think the teaser of the Lions is the right play. I think every recreational better in America will have the Lions on a teaser with a six point teaser, and then some form, you know, a, a vari- variation of other teams on it. But yeah, I would in a, in a pick'em league that I'm in, I'm grabbing the points with the Bears. I, I think this is backdoor cover written all over it. You know, I said to somebody also, Doug. I said, you know. In a normal situation, this would be one of those examples, I think, where the Lions would be caught as, as you know, kind of like a look-through game because they're playing on Thanksgiving as well, coming off right. the big win against the Chargers. But I, I'm kind of inclined to think that because Dan Campbell has got the attention of these guys that maybe it's not as much of a look-through game as it would be in, under a different circumstance. Fair, but didn't they lose at home to Seattle Week 2 after they the did. big win over yeah. the city? Yeah, they did. Right. So it's a why you know the 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 math guys shape the betting market right. So for the last twenty years that's been going on. So the math guys, your stats, projections, all that, and then the eye test guys who come in and try to find opportunities. And just what you said, it's a look ahead spot a little bit or sandwich spot because coming off the big win over the Chargers, you got the Packers at home on Thanksgiving next week. This is a little old Bears coming in. Now the Bears could also just be bad and not. And not be able to cover even if the Giants, the Lions are flat. So I, uh, I would, I would take the points in a pick'em league, but I don't think there's a true, true edge here. Before we get your best plays in the NFL, what like the best game of the weekend is actually Monday night, uh, uh, Philadelphia at Kansas City. Uh, it's two and a half. The Chiefs are a favorite. What do you like here? So respected money is on the underdog here, guys. I really respect. They say, look, you're getting. Under three with Mahomes at home. This Philly team is not as good as they were a year ago, and they've been sort of playing with fire and escaping games with some of these. Like, they should have lost to the Cowboys. They should have lost some other games, but they get it done. Now, the Chiefs have not been as dynamic as they were a year ago as well, right? Mahomes' stats aren't as gaudy, even though he is the MVP betting favorite. I like Philly here. We're forgetting, and I'm not, you know, not that I've heard every second of every. Um, preview across America, but I have not heard people talking about how the field in the Super Bowl was a disaster, and we really can't glean any wisdom from what happened last year and apply it to this Monday's game. I was of the belief that the Eagles in the trenches would be able to control a lot and keep Patrick Mahomes contained, and then they just couldn't with the footing on that field. So I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game than people think, so I like the under 45-and-a-half a little bit. But I'm on the Eagles. I agree that they have not been that dynamic. Last year, this time last year, we were talking undefeated maybe for Philly. We're, you know, we don't think they're that great. But I think the Chiefs have some issues too. I think both teams are human, to put it bluntly. But I, I would grab the points with the Eagles. I really, I really think they're the better team. What's most appealing to you in the, uh, on the NFL card this week? So a few games. I'm going to bet into the uh, phenomenon <laughs> that is – Joshua Dobbs. I'm going to grab the Broncos here, minus two, two and a half. I, it's a really good spot. Like, if you throw out that debacle where they gave up 70 to Miami earlier in the year, especially the last few weeks, this Broncos team is playing very well. The offense is much more competent. Russell Wilson's been even playing pretty well. The receivers are healthy. There's a lot to like with this Broncos team. I know the Vikings have won five or six in a row or whatever it is. But, you know, maybe it's a flat spot. Denver coming off the big emotional win over – the um, over uh, Buffalo, but man, I, uh, I I think that's a short number for for a team that you know could be good and stuff like that. 
you know, I, I think the Bill, I think the Broncos is a good spot to back them. I think the number, I don't think the market's caught up to who they are right now. Uh, any anything else, or is that the only one that you you love? No, I like so I like the Rams too. I think McVay's always had sort of uh, Pete Carroll's number, and I think it's a good opportunity to kind of bet on the Rams. Right, that's that's assuming Stafford comes back. So I would wait on this and just get confirmation that Stafford is on his way back. But um, it's the right spot to back them. And I'm not a believer in the Seattle team. I think they're a little fool's gold. I think they take care of business when they have to, but I like them. But there's a couple others, man. There's some ugly dogs this week. Um, I like the Cowboys – sorry, the Panthers plus 10.5 at home. Cowboys, talk about a sandwich spot. Big game last week, get back on track. You have Thanksgiving – it's, it, if you if you can stomach it, I think the Panthers plus the points is the right side, and I think the Arizona Cardinals plus the six as well. The Texans, everyone's loving C.J. Stroud, all that stuff, but I think it's the right um, the right side is Arizona plus six. All right, Waddle and I were talking then about Maryland, and we're both on opposite sides on this. Maryland and of course Michigan is the the feature here. Right. So is with with a, a, another dramatic week of. Yeah, hey, we're going to challenge this in court, and then we're now we're pulling it back, and now the linebackers coach gets fired a day before the game. Uh, it's at Maryland in a 19-point spread here before the big Ohio State game. Could this be a game that Maryland somehow covers? Absolutely, I I, I like the underdog here. Maryland is pretty confident. All things, you know, the Big Ten's kind of a down year. But Maryland can put up some points. It all it is a classic sort of empty donut spot. Um, you know, whatever whatever term you want to use. When you have the big game last week with all the hoopla, right? And then next week obviously you have Ohio State and then Maryland sandwiched in between and you get nineteen and a half. And I think this number's gonna go, go back to twenty twenty one by tomorrow. Just looking at the past few years with the Wolverines, the week for Ohio State. Now obviously the, the narrative and the distraction this year is much different than last year. But they almost lost Illinois, beat them 19-17 last year. But then they did go to Maryland the year before and whoop them by 41. They beat Indiana by 25 the year before, uh, two years before that. And then they had a couple other kind of nail biters. So both Ohio State and Michigan have laid a couple eggs over the past few years, the week before their rivalry game. So there's no way I would lay the lumber with Michigan. I would definitely, it's, for me, it's Maryland or pass, and I'm probably going to be betting Maryland. Interesting. I'm riding with Jim. Uncle T's riding with Jim. Um, <laughs> Did you know that Waddle was Uncle T? I'm not Uncle T. I'm Uncle T to my two nephews. That's who I'm Uncle T. <laughs> yeah, that's I still it think is. it's Brady. It's still Brady. You still think it's Brady? No, not at all. I'm just totally <laughs> what else do you like on the college slate, Doug? So there's a few things. I will say the sharpest of sharp money is on Kansas State, and this number's gone from 7.5 to 9.5, and, and it's even hit 10. I, uh, I, really, like, I really like K-State here. Um, it, it, Kansas may be down to a third-string quarterback. They got issues right now with their backup, and they play no defense. K-State's on the ball. This is a, the Sunflower Showdown rivalry. I get it. K-State can kind of dominate the game in this – just they – I don't think Kansas can can score with K-State over four quarters. So it's going to be a dominant game, uh, dominant sort of – it should be a dominant sort of performance by K-State. I also like the over with the Buckeyes. We were just talking about the flat spot involving Ohio State. 
Um, I, I like the over in that regard. I, I, I think Minnesota can give up 50 in and of itself. Uh, their pass defense is so bad. But if Ohio State is looking ahead and not really ready for the game, they can give up some points as well. Uh, we've seen high-scoring games over the years from Ohio State the week before the rivalry game. So if they may be sort of forcing some passes to the end zone to Marvin Harrison Jr. to help his Heisman campaign, or they just open up a can on this porous Minnesota defense. But I, I like the over in that game. All right, anything else, Doug? Yeah, there's there's a lot of chalk here, man. I'm not excited about it, but I'm laying nine with SMU at Memphis. Memphis, when they win, it's kind of lucky, and they've had some, like, fortuitous wins. I, I think if SMU shows up the right way, they should roll in this one. So I like I like them, even on the road at Memphis. We talked about flat spots, things like that. How about Louisiana Monroe catching 36-and-a-half at Ole Miss? Rebels just had the big game with Georgia. Obviously, didn't belong in the same field with them, but Ole Miss coming off that game, and then they got the Egg Bowl on a short week this week against their rival Mississippi State, and you just need Louisiana Monroe to keep it within five touchdowns or so. I'd take the 36-and-a-half with Louisiana Monroe, and I do think USC gets back on track. I think they cover the six, six-and-a-half against UCLA in the battle for the victory bell. Big rivalry game in L.A., I grew up going to it a bunch, but I like the Trojans here. Even with that defense, I think the Trojans cover. I, I was impressed with how they showed up at Oregon last week. I like USC here. Great stuff, Doug. We appreciate you. Thank Thanks, you. Doug. You got it, guys. Thanks so much. Happy, Have a great weekend. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, too. You got it. There's uh, Doug Kazarian again. He hosts Wager Watch, and uh, you can check that out now online. And uh, he's he takes a lot of pride in this. Just started it up. Only players Dot com. So check that out today. We do have some Bulls news before we get into like it, love it, as the trade winds continue to, to swirl. Yes, yeah, swirl and circle. And uh, Jake Fisher, is he the Yahoo uh, basketball insider? Yeah, he's from Yahoo. He's been pretty good with all the Levine stuff, whether it was the extension, whether it was any sort of contract talk, trade rumors. He's been pretty on it with all of it. All right, so if you remember, uh, Shams is the one uh, earlier in the week who said that the Bulls and Zach are working together to basically now get him out of town and to make a trade. Um, and they're sort of waving the white flag on this uh, all the way around. Zach yesterday on his social media pages took Bulls Nation off of that. That's how, how these guys work these days. That's how they do it? That's Let how you they know do how they're feeling? That's the, yeah. And he wore that L.A. hat the other day. Yes. Um, so what does Jake Fisher have, the latest on, on the Zach Levine rumors? Yeah, so he, he put his piece up how the Bulls situation with Zach Levine is taking shape. And basically through sourcing and uh, in the article, there's a couple of things. seems like there is some sort of friction with Billy and Zach. He says that Zach is ready to play under a different head coach than Billy Donovan, who signed an extension with the team before this season began. Um, or before last season began, I should say. Yeah, the secret extension again. I just don't. Yeah. I don't know why you do that. Um, Levine and his representation hold several preferred landing spots, including the Lakers, Heat, and Sixers, which I think was pretty well known at this point. But Levine also has an eye on joining the San Antonio Spurs in order to pair with rookie sensation Victor Wembanyama and also reunite with head coach Greg Popovich, who oversaw the 2020 Team USA outfit that Levine helped win a gold medal with in Tokyo. 
So there's that link there. And then this was or probably... Or do you think Pop would want him near women Yama? I well, mean, I think Pop actually really liked him. He trusted yeah, Zach in at like the end of those game games. Tournament. Right. But I think he brought the best out of Zach. Some of the best defense I've seen Zach play was in that 2020 Team USA run. I know, but he wasn't the best player then. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's got to do that to earn playing time. But I wonder if it's a, a symbol of respect that he has for Pop. And if maybe... Boy, Pop looks like can you imagine he can the, fix him. The difference, too, like Zach, won, he played at UCLA, would like to go to Los Angeles. If not living in Los Angeles, you're going to go live in San Antonio for a team that's not going to win anything. That seems kind of odd, like polar opposites, doesn't it? Well, I don't think he'd want him. I, I, like, if I'm Pop, why, why would I want him near my up-and-coming team? A guy who's never won, ever Wherever not he's a been. bad guy, but just isn't no, a win uh, because of guy. No, he's not. He's never won. Yeah, that was another thing that kind of came from here as well. Levine, uh, according to multiple sources familiar with his thinking, does not view this Bulls roster as competitive enough to turn any type of contending corner. However, a lot of league personnel also says a lot of that culpability is at the the feet of, of Levine as well. Yeah, he's um, their best player, or and, and, supposed to be. And then this, I think, was one of the most interesting things because this team, I think, can give the Bulls the most in return. And it's the Sixers who now sit in prime position to pursue an all-star like Levine with three additional first-round trade assets to play with thanks to the James Harden trade with the Clippers. However, according to... Uh, front office personnel who've overlapped with Daryl Morey, who's the president for the Sixers, they believe there are several players that the Sixers would strongly consider moving on now if they were to become available at this juncture. Levine does not appear to fit that billing, even if he could be had closer to February's trade deadline. Well, they've got Tyrese Maxey, who has really developed into a difference-making player, right? Do they still have the kid who's the... um uh, Tobias Harris, is he still there? They do, but I would guess... I'm not saying he's a great player. I'm just saying, I would think maybe if if, if the Sixers were interested in anyone, would they be interested in Caruso? I, I would, or I yeah. maybe. I would think any team in the postseason would be. I was going to say, what about DeMar there? As another guy who could help facilitate and also score on that team. The one DeMar... Uh, paragraph in here says that the the DeRozan and the Bulls did not make meaningful progress on a extension in this summer, which should put him into the trade candidate uh, as the calendar flips closer I, to I February. Mean, like, so uh, again, if you're Michael Reinsdorf, don't you have to sit down with this group and say, why now versus last year when you could have done this in an in an environment where you if you were going to tank. There was actually somebody, and not not suggesting that they were going to be the team with the highest odds of getting it. Unless he was in on it, too. And he's like, look, I, I give me another year of season ticket sales. Am I taking... They're already selling. Why would I want to sell and, and, and rebuild... When I've already got a when when I could re, when I could get my season ticket base back with this team, do you know what I mean? If he would have maybe blown it up, would everyone have renewed? Don't know. I mean, it's so a good question, he, and we know that that's something that is. But if you blew it up and potentially it landed Wembenyama, well, that's like, the yeah. thing, and that's why that's what makes me mad as a basketball fan. Again, you're a year late. You always sell at their lowest, so. You're selling when they're low. You're buying other guys at their high point. And 
you don't know when the hell to tank. You tank a year after the greatest prospect comes out. And here's the last little nugget about Caruso. Fisher also reiterates what a lot of people have said, that Caruso could get the Bulls their best return of anybody on the roster. But this is what I thought was interesting. Uh, Basically, if his suitors uh, were to match what Drew Holiday fetched, he believes that it's not unreasonable to expect Caruso to fetch the Bulls a similar price point of draft capital as Holiday netted, which was two first-round picks. Yeah, that's very interesting. And and my the one thing that I said, my caveat there is, get him somewhere before he he kills himself. As far as like injuring Good himself, turn. yeah. And and he plays so hard, and he gets so hurt so often. I don't want another fall where he is out an excessive amount of time. Where again, now you waited and you waited and you waited, and then he gets hurt, and then you can't trade him. You know what I mean? If that's the case, and you could get the most for him, trade him. Are we playing the magic plus yeah, two again, and a half tonight? First of all, what I. Is this new where they're doing two home games in a row with teams? Or did they start this last year? Well, I and think I they forgot. started it last yeah. year to cut down on the travel Correct. and the back, and the back, to back. This is a tournament game, isn't it, tonight? Yeah. Yeah. It's a Friday. So, yeah. yeah. You're damn right. It's Wednesday, Tuesday, Friday. Wednesday was just a warm-up. This is, this is for real. This is for real? This is for real. Well, the dude, most important games of the year. Are Bulls. You, oh, you're saying Bulls minus two and a half? Let's take the Bulls. No. We're riding with the Bulls. No, I'm not. <laughs> so they, you, take the you know what happens when you mess with the bull? You get the horn. Yes, you're gonna get the horn tonight. Is what you're getting. All right, what so if that court messes with the the magic I, sight lines? Thank God, I'm gonna be in the car. I can't watch that. Can you guys tell me what the Bulls' record is in in season tournament? Oh, oh, oh All right, just checking. Yeah, they've had two home games. When do they go on the road for this tournament? The fair question that I, I know, I'm not Friday, equipped to I, answer. You know what? Here's my answer. I don't care. They're already 0-1 in group play. Nets are 2-1 in group play. They're a game up on us. Jeez. I'm <laughs> playing a little bit of a... I'm it feels playing, like it's getting away already. A parlay here. All right, Doug, you're going to play a parlay. Yeah, All right, we'll find out what that is. I got uh, over passing attempts for Joe Burrow and shots for DeMar. Coming up next, uh, Like It, Love It, our uh, Pick'em segment, then what to watch for. Then, speaking of the Bulls, we're going to talk to Adam Amin at 5. But one of the main reasons we're doing that is because he's doing the Bears game for Fox. But we'll ask him a Bulls question or two then. He's one of our favorite guys. It's all coming up in the next half hour. Ah, commuting in Chicago. Ah, if you're stuck... Stick with Waddle and Sylvie. Weekdays 2 to 6. I like it. I love it. Just a little taste of it. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. All right, that's right. Like it, love it. Just a taste of it is brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Get just a taste of that. It's great stuff. I'm going to have a dirty martini tonight with Tito's. Yeah. Well, you know, with, with Sunday football and us having the pregame show, I don't go out on Saturday nights anymore. Right. So I make our, our going out dinner night now on Friday nights. Nice. Going out in your neck of the woods. Where Good are you to going? see Fod at um, oh, yeah. Deer Path Inn. There you go. Well, Deer Path Inn action. They got a great filet. And then they make, they make a great drink they got a there. They great everything. 
great everything. The calamari is outstanding. But I'm going to get a uh, Tito's. You sitting down in the mosh pit? Or you sitting up top? Or you sitting in the dining room? Uh, in the pub, uh, in the uh, well, I know, where the but there's several different places. dining rooms in the near the fireplace. Okay. Usually, we sit. Gotcha. Uh, I'm going to have a dirty martini, Tito's dirty martini, up blue cheese olives. Have two. I usually go for the wine after that, okay. though. But I, I start with one. It's like, it's as David Flom once told me, it's like an IV. Okay. It's it it, it just it loosens me up, like an IV does. Or no, like, you know... That some- would be anesthesia. Like, if you just get an IV, it's not going to loosen you up. It's just going to hydrate you. Or, or more like a lubricant? Yeah. No, I, I think his his analogy was more like an edible. You know how some people take okay. an edible? I don't like... And, and to just take the edge off, that's that's my edible. Gotcha. Is a dirty martini. I just think, like, when I get an IV, I'm getting hydrated because I'm a little bit, you know, I always dehydrated. think it just goes right through. Like, you feel it going through your, your veins. And your little anesthesia as well. Oh, you know how I feel bit. about anesthesia. anesthesia. Love it. <laughs> love that too. All right. What? 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 What the hell are we talking about here? What? what where are we now? You're talking Here's about getting all liquored up tonight. Yeah, yeah. Is what you're doing. Here are the standings for Like It, Love It, where we sit right now. Waddles in the driver's seat with 39. Sylvie behind him at 34. Meller at 28. And myself at 24. What were the, uh, how did everyone do last week? I lost my love to Oregon. Oregon let me down. I I thought Oregon was going to put it on you. So did I, yep. Um, So Waddle had three last week. Sylvie had two. Meller had three. And I had one. Oh, Tyler. Who? That one was the Iowa Rutgers under, 27 and a half. Good call. (laughs) By the way, did you hear uh, Shea made shirts for us? For a few of us that betted on Chicago's college tailgate, he made shirts that we survived the under 27 and a half. That's cool. That is good. I like it. It's very nice. What do you got, Waddle? I like over 64 total points scored in the SMU Memphis game. Yeah, you've been riding with us. Was that how you got points Uh, last week again? I got points last year or last week with Memphis over... I can't talk today. With SMU's over total points. But Memphis scores a ton and doesn't play defense. SMU scores a ton. They don't play great defense. So over 64 total. That's what I like. How did you get hooked up with SMU this year? How, who turned you on to them? Eric Dickerson. Somebody turned you on to them. Uncle T's got his, own, got his own stuff. Like, like all of a sudden now you're into the college game. Someone did something to you. I swear to you, this is only me looking at stuff and doing a little bit of homework. Not... And isn't SMU like the most famous? Cheating. Yes. yes. Cheating scandal in college penalty. football yes. history. Yes. That's a lifetime ago, Meller. It's, it's interesting that Waddle likes to ride, ride with them. What is and speaking of riding, what is their mascot? Pony it's a Mustang. Up. It's a Mustang. You're damn right. It's a- Mi- Michigan got in trouble over a stallion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coincidence? That one's a Mustang and one's a stallion. They're I both guess. horses. Oh, yeah. What about the horses? So, yes, I like over okay. 64 total points in the SMU Memphis game. You're not going to like Do you this. Know what the Memphis team is? They're Tigers. So it's horses yes, versus That's Tigers. That's right. where Derek Rose played. It's where Penny played. Yeah. Does Penny still coach there? Yeah, he does. He's their basketball coach. Yeah, but this is football. I'm not, not going really, over not the their basketball. Football coach. Not their, their football, football yeah. coach. Um, Uncle T's not going to like this, but I do. Uh, Maryland plus a 19. You I've, your time. I've told you this before. Then you're not Michigan, allowed to have Jim Harbaugh as your coach here Michigan in Chicago. Michigan still wins. You either ride with, with blue or you don't ride with blue. Michigan still wins. Maryland covers. Plus 19, I like Maryland. 
You're choosing a turtle <laughs> over a wolverine. Uh, to just be in the race. Did the tortoise beat the hare at one time? Uh, I'm not that saying that. That was a lie. Gonna... That was a stupid old fable that really didn't make any sense. <laughs> you hated that, huh? No, if but it doesn't make any sense. If anyone with the tortoise, it would be you because you weren't fast either. That's fine. That's why I appreciate Slow and steady speed. wins the race. That's why I appreciate speed. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm just saying they're going to cover. I'm not even sure that a wolverine is fast. I just know it's vicious. Yes. Yes, it is. It would probably eat it a turtle pretty quickly. It would rip your face off. But the wolverine would be so dumb. When the tortoise goes into its shell, it would walk away thinking, oh, this is just a rock over here. I don't think so. I think the wolverine would pay someone to come over with a shovel and hit it to break its shell. And then it would uh, it would go to town on it. It would know what the tortoise does because it scouted it the week before exactly. illegally. Yes. All right. Oh, go, go ahead. What's up? For my like, gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and the Arizona Cardinals with the return of Kyler Murray are getting six in Houston. And even though the Texans have been a nice story, I like where the Cardinals are at right now. Getting six points. I like them this week. You and Doug riding together. I think they play hard, too. Like, they may not be the most talented Yeah, Jonathan Gannon, I think he's done a good job coaching them up. That Eagles tree is pretty good. Yeah. Steichen's been solid, too, at uh, at Indy, too. All right, for my like, I am going to go to our game here between the Bears and the Lions. I like the Lions minus 7.5. I think this is going to play out very similarly to that Charger game, and we have not seen Matt Eberflus's teams look good after a win. Give me the Lions minus 7.5. Okay. Uh, my love is also going to be something that occurs up in Detroit. Are you going to take this one? This number. Is this what we talked about? Yes. This number has gone up because it was 21 and a half the okay. other day. But the receiving yards for Jameer Gibbs is now at 26 and a half. I'm going over. In each of the last three games, he's had better than 35 receiving yards. And they're getting him more involved. And and you and I had this conversation. If, in fact, the Bears do continue to be pretty good against the run, they're still going to want to get the ball in the hands of this dynamic rookie running back. And he's been very good as a receiver. So over 26 and a half receiving yards for Jameer Gibbs is what I love. Don't forget Eckler had a bunch of receiving yards. Um, I think the same was Kamara. Um, So I was going to play that, too. I'm not going to do it. I'm chasing you. So I played both of them. On, Dra- on DraftKings this weekend. I've got Monty over seven and a half receiving yards because he can catch the ball as well. It's Monty's revenge game. He doesn't catch it or or they don't throw it to him as much as Gibbs with that number. But I do think he's going to catch a ball or two and go over the seven and a half. So I love David Montgomery over seven and a half receiving yards. Not Montezuma's revenge. Monty's revenge. Right. I like it. Montezuma's revenge is the worst. Monty's revenge would be pretty bad for the Bears. Uh, my love, boys. Uh, I'm. I know I'm going to go ahead and probably going to regret this, but the Los Angeles Chargers are laying three points against the Packers, and I just I, I get dazzled by the star pl- power on the Chargers on this, though, roster. Miller. So I'm going to go ahead and love the Chargers and probably regret it at Lambeau. But I'm going to lay three points. The Packers stink. They do. The Chargers are playing great football right now. Except for the fact that they lost last week. They did. But I know the Lions are good. And they're scoring points. Like, how is Jordan Love going to keep up with them? I wouldn't think they're scoring points. That's why they're my love. 
Tyler? For my love, I'm going to go to a little Friday night college basketball. And St. Mary's basketball. is wow. hosting San Diego State. And San Diego State coming off of the Final Four run. But St. Mary's is actually... I think the best team in the WCC this year, Me better too. than Gonzaga, minus one and a half St. Mary's against San Diego State is what I love. Waddle and I were just talking about the WCC uh, earlier today. Were we? No. I didn't think so. Hey, but look, when you're as bad as you are and like it, love it, go to college hoops. Do wow. what I know. Man, he just went after you. Well, that's what he standings, knows. The standing says? Stick, stick with what you know. Uh, are you looking for a taste here? I'm going over a, a 103 and a half total receiving yards for Marvin Harrison Jr. They're trying to get him the Heisman Trophy. What are you looking at me for? It's just it's all of a sudden Uncle T's just making all what? these plays. What all these college plays. About? Like, you, you, you've changed. <laughs> you've changed. What well, a shady slate. Time out. Got Time, right out. Now. Time out. Time <laughs> out. Like, I haven't had a ton of success picking NFL games, so why not go in a different direction? Uh, my taste, I'm going a little unconventional here because I think a lot of people like the Steelers in this case. I, I think this, the Steelers are fake. And even though the Browns are playing their third-string quarterback, they're at home. I think that the Browns' defense is going to do a number against the Steelers' offense. So I'm going to take the Browns... Taste the Browns. It sounded so gross. Uh, minus one and a half. Silva getting in early on Brown Friday with his Taste the Browns. Okay. Uh, for my just a taste here, gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and roll with the Minnesota Vikings. Sunday Night Football in Denver. They're getting two. And granted, the Broncos won that game against the Bills. I think they might be ca- catching them at the right time. Ty Chandler who I think is in line for a big workload with Alexander Madison in concussion protocol. So I like that because I think Chandler's a better player than Madison. I think the Vikings will run their way to victory and take. I'll take the two points for my taste. Okay, wow. For my taste, I'm going to go to the Rams and the Seahawks. And it's something Doug alluded to, but Sean McVay just owns Pete Carroll. For some reason, there's like a, a little circle within that division of different coaches who are just, they're Way better than the other coach in the matchup, and this is one of them. So Maybe I like the Rams plus signals. one. Maybe it's a signal stealing thing. Rams plus one for my taste. I'll give you something else to bet, and it's outside the parameters. It's minus one forty-five that I will definitely be playing in some sort of parlay this weekend. Is a Monty touchdown? You know, you called it Monty's revenge. You right. know they are going to want to give him the football to get him a tutty, and he's got a lot can. of touchdowns. He does, and Will Bond's going to bitch about it on Tuesday when I'm he sure. joins us. Yeah. Never should have got rid of them, even though the Bears running back room has like just produced fine. and produced big. They're just fine. Yeah. All right, there you go. Like it, love it. Just a taste of it. What to watch for coming up next. Adam Amin, who is doing the Bears-Lions game. We'll have that preview coming up at 5 o'clock. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie get you set for your weekend viewing with What to Watch For. What to Watch For brought to you by Connie's Frozen Pizza. We give away Connie's right now, don't we? 312-332-3776. Caller 10. Free pizza from Connie's Frozen Pizza. Bring it up right now. 312-332-3776.
Why don't, what are you watching for? Uh, I don't have any more shows. I'm tapped out. I, I think I'm tapped I out, too. Them. I uh, thought I had one last All week. I have for you is uh, a movie that comes out next Wednesday, I believe, and that's Napoleon. It is... Yeah, uh, Joaquin uh, Phoenix, baby. Yes, it's a Ridley Scott C, uh, uh, production. He's the one that did uh, Gladiator as well. And uh, this is a movie that looks like it's right up my alley with regard to a an action movie. And a per- would they call that a period piece as well? I believe it would be, yes. Yeah, so uh, that's all I can give you. I think, Bear- L- listen, I know you got Kansas City and, and, and it's Philadelphia. Monday. Right. I know. But I, I, as I said to Tom Thayer, this is the most interesting game of the year for me so far with the Bears. It was probably, you know, the Bears and, and the Packers to start the season for obvious reasons. But this is the game I've, you know, that, that I'm most interested in over the last several months. So, obviously, we'll all be watching that game. But this is one that's actually, I, I got to be honest, I, watching the Bears and Panthers last Thursday night was kind of, it was job related. That's the reason that was, it was the boring. It really was a boring I game. I expect this one to be more entertaining. Much better. Um, did you guys, this is an older show, but someone um, recommended it to me, and now that I'm done watching the morning show on Apple, and I'm sort of tapped out on Netflix, I've got all the services so I could go anywhere. But those are the ones that I watch the most, Apple TV and Netflix. Uh, a friend of mine a few weeks ago suggested Defending Jacob. That they watched. I think it's a two or three years old. It was in like it? a one season uh, show. I think it's about like uh, a child, like their their son is accused of murder? of murder. I saw that, and then yes, and I did it, like it. You Who's did in like, it? Who's in it again? I'm looking right I now. I did see it. My wife and I watched it, and we enjoyed it. I don't think anyone's ever suggested that, so it's something that I've had on my radar. Yeah, and I think I'm going to start watching There's that. Somebody that I that is is recognizable in Chris it. Evans. Yes, Chris Evans. There you go. I enjoyed it. Okay, so I you. It. So I would was, recommend it to yes. Did you ever? This was did, a while ago. Did you ever recommend no, this like no, back no, in no. the day? I don't think so. Is it like good? Not great? Is it great? It's not great, but it's know. it's yeah. very it's good. It's it's worth watching. Like what's great? I mean, like I don't. I wouldn't call it great. I thought but. your your recommendation. A lot of your recommendations have been great. Like hijack on Apple was great. See, I, I thought didn't, I didn't. I thought that was good, not great. I thought it was great. Really? Um, yeah, I did. It really, like, it, uh, it such a like what? I don't know. I thought the plot was it was weird. Yes. Yeah, I mean, at the end, but yeah, it, it held my attention, and I wanted to get to the next episode. Like that to me is the measure of a great s- streaming series. Is if I can get to the end, and I'm excited to get to each episode. Yeah, like there was one show on Apple called Crowded Room. That at first I thought it was good, and then I stopped it around episode five. I'm like, this is too out of hand now, and I've just stopped. I stopped watching the one where the uh, they had the aggressive drivers. The aggressive, like, oh yeah, I like that one, the one on Netflix. Yeah, I watched two episodes. What was that called again? Beef? Was that beef? beef? Beef, yeah. It did end weird. It had a we- another I show with a weird ending. I never followed through on it. All right, what do you guys have? Of course, Monday Night Football, the NFL Game of the Year, Super Bowl rematch. Both teams coming off of a bye. Eagles go to Arrowhead. Eels at 8-1 take on the 7-2 Chiefs. And above all else, we've got the Kelseys meeting the Swifts. 
the parents apparently are going to meet each other meet at Arrowhead. Yes. So uh, that's going to be big for everybody to watch. But also, if uh, football's not your thing, what's wrong with you? I will give you, though, the newest Mike Birbiglia special drops on Tuesday night. He is by far and away my favorite stand-up comedian. Uh, has several specials available on netflix if you've never seen him i would highly encourage you to check them all out but the new one drops on tuesday it's called the old man and the pool mike berbiglia really quick meller the the movie you recommended last week i still haven't watched it but i read that there were scenes shot in chicago uh Was so the killer yes i watched it i liked it i do think i need to go back for a second watch of it and i will warn people it's the, it it's what it moves a little slow, so okay. be prepared for that. All right, but but did you notice Chicago scenes? Yes. Is it yes, set I, in Chicago? Yes, I did. I did. Well, it's not it's not set in Chicago. There's several uh, big city locations, but Chicago does have a, a portion. Yes. Okay. What do you got, Tyler? Mine, I'm going to go to the primetime college football game of the weekend. Not a great college slate this weekend. Maryland and Michigan? No, we've got Washington traveling to Corvallis to take on Oregon State. Washington on the doorstep of the college football playoff, but they're actually underdogs in this game. That line has flipped from Oregon St- or from Washington being a one-point favorite to Oregon State now being a one-and-a-half-point favorite. And pretty much Washington playing for their playoff lives. All right, very sportsy, Tyler. Not a lot of shows out there. Yeah, I'm with you. Is I'm this kind of when we're going to get a lull now, right at the end of the strike, when not a lot of stuff had happened? I'm going to have to go. Well, during the football season, any little bit of moment I have, I'll watch college football, I'll watch NFL. I'll go back when the football season's over and probably have to you know, pick up some of these shows that I haven't finished. Like beef. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen the end of it. But if you didn't finish it, I don't think you really wanted to finish it to begin with. Well, I went back to, I told you I went back to Billions and loved it. Uh, that's true. All right, uh, coming up next, Adam Amin. He's joining us in studio. To, is he not doing the he game just, tonight? Uh, no, I think he is good doing the game tonight. He's we'll stopping see. here before the we'll game? We'll find out. Is he, he just, requesting a trade from the Bulls? Ooh, wow. We'll find out next.